Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. What is Vegetarian Zen, you might ask? I'm glad you asked that question. Vegetarian Zen is a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and yes, even those of you who are simply veg curious for sharing tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am your host, Vicki. And this is Larissa. And for those of you keeping count, we are on episode 183. And 183 is brought to you by some awesome peeps at the Golden Apple Roundtable who are our Patreon sponsors. That if you don't know what Patreon is, please out, head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen and you will find our page there. And here you are able to show your love and keep the lights on or help to keep the lights on here at Vegetarian Zen by sponsoring us for as little as a dollar a month. Now we put out about four episodes a month on an average four week month. So that is a quarter an episode. Mm-hmm. So show us some love. Help us keep the show going. That's less than a a cup of Starbucks coffee, right? That's absolutely right. (laughs) Isn't that what everybody compares everything to? (laughs) For less than a cup of coffee. (laughs) Now, sometimes you just need to soothe your soul, especially on these cold, wintry days, with a helping of your favorite food. So whether that's a steaming bowl of soup, a satisfying helping of plant-based shepherd's pie, or a serving of your favorite dessert. Now, I am not much of a dessert person. I am. I know you are, but I would much rather prefer a steaming plate of nachos. Uh, This episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast is all about comfort food and how you can soothe your soul while keeping a little bit of eye on the health. And and also, so we're going to offer some of those tips at the end, but while maintaining your plant-based lifestyle. Exactly. A lot of us grew up on comfort foods that contained a lot of... Uh, meat, right? Right. So right. Yes. hot pies, uh, uh, chili, chicken soup. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. All right. So normally, uh, this is the spot in the podcast where we have any we share any new reviews that we have from iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, we don't have any this week. So uh, I wanted to include but we did get a comment on the website that I wanted to include. And this comment is from Brianna on episode 177, which was uh, Healthy Habits for Happy Travels. And Brianna said, hey, y'all. And she her, her Texas is showing here. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, Brianna, your Texas is showing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I was just listening to this episode and wanted to give you a natural deodorant recommendation. I live in Austin. So I feel you on the weather situation for sure. I really, really wanted to find an aluminum-free and cruelty-free deodorant, though. I'm pretty obsessive-compulsive about shopping cruelty-free. If y'all haven't checked out the Cruelty Cutter app, I highly recommend. And we'll include a link to that app um, in the show notes. So she goes on to say, for natural deodorants that meet these qualifications and work pretty dang well, I sweat a lot too, not going to lie, and so do I, not going to lie either, Uh, go to Lush Cosmetics. Go, uh, Go to Lush anyways because they have so many amazing, natural, vegan, safe, freshly made products, but I really love their natural deodorants. I've used Aromaco, a patchouli-based one. Mosquitoes don't like patchouli, and neither do I. Uh, <laughs> me, meaning me. Yeah, but mosquitoes like you. That's true. <laughs> uh, and uh, she said, uh, and I typically use the Governor, which is a powder deodorant. I love both of them a lot, and they seem to work really well. They have a few other ones as well. Definitely give 
them a visit. They will also give you samples of anything you ask for if you want to try before you buy. Hope this helps. Love the podcast, y'all. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Brianna. And we will try that. Yeah. I mean, I, tr- I always trust these types of recommendations, mm-hmm. particularly from people in the hot south <laughs> like we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, it gets pretty hot and humid over here in South Texas. And uh, it's really hard to find an aluminum-free, cruelty-free mm-hmm. deodorant. We've tried several. Yes, yeah. And, you know, I've been hearing more and more about Lush uh, cosmetics lately. So that's I guess that's an up-and-coming vegan brand. I don't wear makeup, so I don't really know anything about that. But I have been seeing it more and more. So definitely we'll check that out. Thank you, Brianna. Thank you. All right. Are we ready to move into the main topic? Sure. Let's do it. All right. So, you know, when I was... Um, Preparing for this episode, I did what I do often these days, and I put out a question in our awesome, amazing Facebook group, the Peas and Carrots Society. What up, Peas and Carrots? What up? I always make sure I pause for Vicky to do that. Uh, and uh, so I, well, the, the question that I, and I always get such a good response whenever I ask a question. So you guys are awesome, amazing. We love you. But uh, the question that I asked was, what do you consider comfort food? And so the responses included things like, we got a lot of responses, uh, included things like mac and cheese, uh, chili or bean soup with cornbread, chicken and dumplings with the, you know, the, the fake chicken. Yeah, the, the fake chicken. chicken. There you go. <laughs> the faux chicken. Uh, lasagna, spaghetti, mashed potatoes. Surprisingly, a lot of people said mashed potatoes. Uh, chocolate. I see that. Chocolate cake, ice cream, avocados, tortillas, enchiladas, mangoes, quinoa, tamales, and there were there were others. I mean, that's that's a pretty good representation, but I know there were some others. I can dig everything on that list except mangoes. I don't like mangoes. Yeah, neither I, I, do you. I won't do the mangoes or the avocados or but, actually on that list. Let's the list of what you will eat. Yeah, on that Mashed list, potatoes. it's just those two. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah, right. That's a pretty, that, yeah, you do eat most of the stuff on that list. Right. So, you know, and that seems to be um, a pretty standard list. And now, of course, if you are a meat eater, then a lot of meat eaters would say things like, you know, a big hamburger, or a juicy steak or something, but we don't do that. So, uh, all right. But so I looked and then the next thing I did is I went and just Googled comfort food. And of course, good old Wikipedia, I found a, a definition. So the term, now this is really interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the term comfort food has been, this is what Wikipedia said. Uh, the term comfort food has been traced back to at least 1966 when the Palm Beach Post used it in a story. And here's the quote from the, the article. It says, adults, when under severe emotional stress, turn to what could be called, quote, comfort food, food associated with the security of childhood, like mother's poached eggs or famous chicken soup. What I see is like some uh, black and white PSA. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. With the mom and the in the heels and and pearls in the kitchen with the dress and with an apron on though. Yeah. With all that stuff and an apron on. Yeah, exactly. All right. So you know, and then comfort food, of course, kind of going off of that that idea. Comfort foods are are generally associated with being like coping mechanisms for soothing negative feelings, right? Uh, and I normally associate it with negative stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But then I went on to read um, some really about some really interesting studies. This was really interesting to me when mm-hmm. I was going over the outline. Larissa, she does the research for uh, most of our stuff. And when I was reading through this, 
I, I had no idea. Well, I guess it makes sense, though. But um, one of the things she found was that men and wif- women often choose different types of comfort foods and for different reasons. So American males tend to gravitate towards hearty meal type foods, choose foods that evoke feelings of being pampered. Be, you know, and that makes yeah, sense that makes because sense. I think women a lot of times do different things mm-hmm. to feel that way. And consumption of comfort food uh, can more often be triggered by positive emotions for men. For yeah. men, yeah, right. right. And then American female, and I, I say American because it was a study done on American, right? Uh, American females, on the other hand, generally choose more like snack type foods, and uh, so foods that are convenient, so less work to make and less work and and time to clean up. And then uh, consumption of comfort food for women is triggered more often by negative emotions. And keep in mind, this is just a general Mm -hmm. study, because quite honestly, mine is more like the American male, not not necessarily the American female. Mm -hmm. I don't really like snack foods. I like heartier foods. And it's more positive emotions. When I'm down, I don't eat. Mm. I don't Yeah, see, we're opposite that way. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, comfort foods, though, are typically foods, and if you think about it, think about that list that we said at the beginning, right? So typically foods that are high carb, high fat, and or high sugar. And there's a reason for this. So when uh, the body is under emotional stress, it releases stress hormones, including cortisol. And, you know, cortisol is the one you see, like, on all the diet uh, pill commercials. <laughs> Where the belly goes out and the belly yeah, goes in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, the purpose of these hormones is to help the body cope with and recover from stressful stimuli. Okay, so that's why these are released. Um, in order to do this, in order to do their jobs, these hormones require quick energy. Okay, and... If you think about it, where what are these what are foods that give you that really really you know immediate energy boost? Those are high carb, high fat, high sugar foods, right? Right. But what actually ends up happening uh, is these type of foods change your brain chemistry to make you end up depressed. So you go up and then you go back down very right? is that quickly, what it is? like, a, like right. a crash. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think this is one of the reasons why I don't like sweet foods. I'm not really. I don't really. Uh, if I do have some, it's just not a lot mm-hmm. uh, because I do feel that crash. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel easily. it too. I feel mm-hmm. it too. But you know, for me, um, and we've talked about this at length, uh, especially recently. But for me, with the 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 sugar. It's, I want that, it's exactly for this reason. I want that feeling, you know, it's almost like a drug. Yeah. You take a drug, you take uh, uh, cocaine and, and right away, and I have, no, I've never taken cocaine, so I don't know, but uh, I watch a lot okay, of intervention well, what about, what on about TV. Meth? What <laughs> yeah. about meth? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Uh, no, I want a lo- I watch a lot of intervention on TV. Um, no, but you know, you take that drug and you get that immediate, uh, you know, and you don't care about what's going to happen mm-hmm. later. But um, well, I think that's kind of how you know you're when you're in, addicted to something, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't care. Like, for example, I can have a couple glasses of wine on a Tuesday night. And I leave it at that because mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to feel like the next mm-hmm. day. If you're an alcoholic, you don't care what you're going to feel like the next day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, these foods can also cause problems with mental focus, mood, weight gain, etc. too. So, right. So, yeah. So it, you know, w- 
when you're eating these, you're intending it to have one effect, but it actually has the opposite, uh, whether or not you realize it or you associate it, right? Right. Okay, before we be the Debbie Downers of the of comfort food season, (laughs) let's talk about how you can still have those comfort foods, but make them just a little bit healthier. Right. And so, you know, one of the things and I've got, I've got just a just a couple kind of suggestions here. There's, there's a lot more ways you can do this. And leave us a message in the in the show notes if you have other ways that you do this um, to kind of make your comfort foods a little more body friendly, I guess. Yeah. And when we say healthier, that's a great that's a great point, Larissa, is that we're trying to say how to help negate some of those things we just talked about, mm-hmm. the loss of mental focus, the mood, the weight gain, that kind of thing, because those are inherent in things with more like heavy flour mm-hmm, and, you know, mm-hmm. things that, so we're, we're, that's what we mean by right. healthier. Right, exactly. So, you know, one thing that you can do is to use whole grains. Um, so if you have, if one of your favorite comfort meals or comfort foods is grilled cheese and tomato soup, right? Uh, use whole grain bread or whole, uh, like seeded bread instead of just a white bread or a processed flour bread. And that, I mean, that'll be, that'll be more satisfying anyway. That'll fill you up more and uh, it still tastes like a, an amazing grilled cheese sandwich, right? Right. Uh, also brown rice, quinoa, whole grain flour in pizza crust, pie crust, or baked goods. And, you know, you don't even have to do like all whole whole wheat flour or whole grain flour because a lot of times it kind of messes with the texture and the way things bake. But you can do like a half, half and half and that'll just kind of kind of um health it up a little bit (laughs) yeah and one of the things that i since we became vegetarian vegetarians almost four years ago now uh, that i have really come to appreciate not only from my health perspective but how versatile it is and how many different recipes you can put it and how many different ways you can cook it is quinoa Mm -hmm. it's so healthy too right so right yeah you can bake with it you can do all kinds of stuff with it Uh, breakfast cereal all kinds of things so yeah that that's a really good point another way you can make these recipes healthier is by adding fresh veggies to your recipes so i know one of the things larissa does quite often is in pasta sauce she puts Mm -hmm. a lot of vegetables which is great and yeah that's the easiest way to do mm -hmm. it i mean any sauce like that even enchilada sauce you can do like uh finely chopped mushrooms or you can do I even do just regular like cubed zucchini or mushrooms and you can get all kinds of stuff in any sauce like that right and you do that for the pasta sauce and for the enchilada sauce sometimes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then uh, mac and cheese so this is something that I know you've added vegetables Mm -hmm. broccoli Uh, broccoli Broccoli is a common one we do yeah broccoli is good in mac and cheese and if you think about it you know a lot of people will have like broccoli with covered in that cheese sauce stuff so essentially you're kind of doing kind of the same thing right and you can even it's so, and it's so simple. If you're making homemade macaroni and cheese, you can't. Well, even if you're just using mac and cheese from a box, if you're doing something quick like that, you can just throw some uh, broccoli into the water when you're cooking the macaroni for like the last five oh, yeah. minutes. Yeah, you know, and it just quick cooks your broccoli there, and then you just toss it with your your stuff. 
So something else you can do in recipes that call for pasta is to cut down on the pasta. And one way you can do that is by using thinly sliced zucchini for mm-hmm. part of the noodles and lasagna. You made one completely z- mm-hmm. lasagna one time. And then I think you split it or you just added it or something one time as well. Because right, I've had really hungry again in an hour and a half. Or yeah, something. that's that's the only downside. Yeah. If you do a lasagna that's completely uh, sliced zucchini, then yeah, it's not going to have a lot of bulk. It's just basically basically vegetables. Yeah, I and just ate it a zucchini and I'm still hungry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you can also use eggplant slices mm-hmm. that way. And or you can use uh, you could even use yellow squash. I mean, there are different things that you could use like that. The other thing that I like to do is to substitute uh, lightly sauteed spiralized vegetables and zucchini and carrots are my two favorite. But I know you can also get beets already spiralized. Uh, but you can substitute that for some of the spaghetti if you're making spaghetti. You're not a fan of beets, are you? I no, I'm really okay. not. I'm really not. Uh, you can also do. I think they also have sweet potatoes that are spiralized that are already done. And of course, if you have your, we don't have a spiralizer yet. I need to get one. But uh, in fact, I'll make that our product this week. How about that? Oh, that's I'll good. find one because right. I want to buy one. And um, but. If you have one, you can spiralize, you know, whatever it is you like and then add it to your pasta. Spiral away. Right. But there are also, <laughs> there's also a brand and I can't think of the, the name, uh, but it they have pre-spiral cut Oh, yeah. Well, we see the, those in yeah, the Whole grocery Foods store or, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can always do that. And there are lots of other ways that you can kind of make your comfort foods healthier. And like we mentioned, if you have other things that you do, Put it in the show notes. Uh, I mean, show notes. <laughs> and leave a comment. Leave a comment You're on the... You're asking them uh, to do our show notes now? Yeah, right. <laughs> leave a comment on our show notes. You can find this episode at uh, vegetarianzen.com forward slash 183. And uh, leave us a comment and let you know. And you can also put it on our Facebook uh, page or in the Peas and Carrots group. Okay, I think that does it for our main topic. Are we ready to move into the recipe of the week? Sure, let's do it. So... This week, uh, we chose a recipe that was posted by our friend Kip McLean in the Peas and Carrots group, and it's for a five-minute vegan hot cocoa. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and this is a minimalist baker recipe. We use a lot of recipes from Minimalist Baker because they're just good. They're awesome, easy to make, beautiful pictures. If you want to see a great website, go to minimalistbaker.com. Right, absolutely. And, you know, I, I chose this one kind of with the, the comfort food thing in mind, but also we had our first freeze uh, night before last here in South Texas. This is, what, December 9th, and we just Did had it actually freeze? freeze? Did it hit 32? No, I, in, the, in the Hill Country, okay. it did. Not here, but uh, close enough. It was cold. We had a fire. Uh, I cut <laughs> yeah. all my oregano out of the 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 boxes outside and dried it. So there's a whole lot of drying going on down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had <laughs> my dehydrator has um, been going. Yeah. I've been, have had the hi- dehydrator going for like three days now. Uh, but anyway, so, okay. Um, that's the recipe and that'll be on the show notes. All right. Moving into the quote of the week. The quote this week is from Eli Brown from the novel cinnamon and gunpowder. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> The quote is, some foods are so comforting, so nourishing of body and soul that to eat them is to be home again after a long journey. To eat such a meal is to remember that 
Though the world is full of knives and storms, the body is built for kindness. The angels who know no hunger have never been as satisfied. That is so awesome. Okay, so what food for you brings you home again? And we're home right now, but I mean, you know what I right, mean. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, what's a, what's a comfort food for me? Right. Right. Uh, well, you know, of course, anything sweet, <laughs> muffins. I think muffins, though, above anything else, as far as sweet goes, because my mom on Sundays always would make muffins, uh, either muffins or waffles, and so I've got several recipes for muffins that always make me. Are, they're very comforting, and then also um, uh, pot pie. And of course, oh, yeah. you know, when I was growing up, it was chicken, but now I just do vegetable mm-hmm. and that's always pot pie is a good one for me. The other thing is, as of course I said before, it's my favorite food and my favorite comfort food is nachos, mm-hmm. but there's a, there is an emotional tie to that. And I've told you, I think I told you this before is that my dad would mm-hmm. work late nights. He was working at the air force base and he would come home really late and I would wait up for him. And I must have been about six years old. And he was hu- he was hungry and he would typically make nachos. And so I just associate having mm-hmm. nachos with my dad. Mm-hmm. That's a good memory. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's always one of my favorite stories you tell. You tell the best, <laughs> the best stories. But that's a good one. Okay. What's our question this week, Larissa? All right. Well, it's just what we just asked each other. Hmm, so what's what your ultimate be? comfort food? <laughs> and again, you can go to the show notes and leave a comment or... Uh, you know, talk to us on Facebook. Okay. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.